You're listening to Happiness Abound, episode 112. Welcome to Happiness Abound, a podcast dedicated and designed to help those seeking happiness in their lives. Here we'll talk about happiness as gained through habit formation, being inspired by the stories of others, and looking for opportunities of growth and learning. I'm Taylor Proctor. Thanks for tuning in. Happiness Abounders, and welcome back. I'm really excited to share today's topic with you. In fact, it's something that I've been mulling over and thinking about for the last month or so, and it goes very well with the theme of the podcast and of happinessabound.com in general, but a slightly different twist and something that I've been thinking about, like I said, for a while now. And I keep on telling myself, oh, I need to frame it up a little bit better because I love the idea so much, but I think today is the day. So here goes. You've heard me talk about consistency. Now don't turn off the episode because if you have heard me talk about consistency, you've probably heard me talk about it a lot. But here's the thing. I have kind of a different twist on it and I want to share kind of a personal background story first. So here goes. When I was growing up, I did track and field. Some of you may know this from uh, audio reading episodes and things like that, but I did track and field. And specifically, I did high jump and long jump. Now, in track and field, there needs to be some consistency in your racing, like coming out of the blocks and that's coming out at the start and things like that. But for the field events, specifically high jump and long jump, you have a run up and an approach. And in long jump, there's a board at the end. And I'm sorry if I'm being too simplistic or plain, but if you don't know what long jump is, this is a good overview. So there's a board kind of at the end of this runway, and if your feet cross the the board line, then it's called a scratch, and you're and as you're jumping, and you don't it doesn't count. So you run down this runway, there's a board, you have to jump from the board without crossing the board and land into the pit of sand, and whoever lands the furthest wins. Neither here nor there, other than to be able to do that, you had to run the same consistently. Same thing for high jump, except for there wasn't a board to scratch on, but you had to have a very consistent approach because if you had an inconsistent run up and an inconsistent approach, you would be too far from the bar or too close to the bar. And when you would jump, you would knock the bar down and high jump is to jump high and go over the bar and whoever jumps the highest wins. So doing those two events, uh, which I loved high jump in particular, and I'm not that tall, but that's okay. <laughs> so I loved those events. But one of the things that, and the whole concept of this podcast episode today is this. I was not the best. Hi, Joel. Let's, let's go there. I told you I'm not that tall. I'm very athletically built and which means I'm, I'm muscular and I'm, I'm five, seven, so I'm somewhat tall, but a normal high jumper is very taller, <laughs> like five, nine or more and very willowy and just has hops. And I don't have any of that. I'm built very muscular and compared to like, I'm not not that I'm comparing, I know, I know, but compared to other high jumpers, I'm pretty short and stocky. 
Now, out in the real world, I'm not short and stocky. I just have a very athletic build. And anyways, so I was not the best. That said, and long jump, same thing, not the best. That said, my dad and I worked on those approaches more than anything else. Because my dad understood what I understand now is that consistency was the key. Because if you could consistently do a good run-up, you knew when and where you needed to adjust. I'm going to repeat that. If you can go with consistency, you know when and where you need to adjust. That's the point of this episode. I've been sticking on that for a very long time. And here's, here's what I mean in the context of the example of track and field, right? If you have a consistent run-up for high jump or long jump, you have a consistent run-up and let's say you, and you have some warm-up run-ups too before you're actually counted against you as, as a scratch. And in, in high jump too, you have, you have three approaches per jump and if you, you cross the plane of the bar, it's, it's a scratch as well. So anyways, if you have a consistent run-up as you're going and you're warming up to get to the actual jumps, your, your legs stretch and expand, right? So you may have your first run-up and you start at a certain point, and that's measured and everything else. You start at a certain point and you run and you run past the board and someone's looking to see where your jumping foot, mine is my left, maybe too much information, but... Your, your jumping foot is in correlation to the board. Same thing with high jump. You run and you see where your jumping foot is in correlation to distance from the mat and the bar. So I'm gonna, and I'm going to stick with long jump for this one because I think it's a little easier concept to understand because there's a board at the end. So you're running and you run past this board and you see where your jumping foot was. Now, if you try running again and you... Don't run the same way, right? You shorten your strides or you take a chop step to try and make it to the board. You've just shorted yourself. And here's why. Because as you're warming up, you, like I said, your legs, muscles lengthen and everything else. And you can take the actions you need to back at your approach. You don't need to take the actions to adjust in the middle of your run. So a lot of people... And, and I say a lot of people, I did not do this like professionally. I just did it for USA track and field for, from like 8 to 16. So, which is like comp league sports. So, not college or, you know, professionally. <laughs> but what I saw a lot growing up was that my competitors, the people around me, would run and they'd do one good run and they would be over or behind the board. And instead of fully adjusting where they started, which was, you know, okay, you're a foot over the board, step a foot back. Or continuing where they were and doing a full run approach again and seeing if it's consistent, they would adjust in the middle of the run. And so they'd lose all their momentum and they wouldn't jump as well. So my dad and I, like I said, we practiced the approach to be consistent so that when I ran, if I was a foot over, We'd do another one just to see if my legs were warmed up, do another one, and then we'd move back. If I was a foot over, we'd move back my approach, a foot. 
And if I ran the same way, I would hit right where I needed to on the board. If I adjusted my run, if I was inconsistent in my run, there was no way for us to be able to make the changes we need to make to be successful. Now, I didn't always win at long jump, but I actually did pretty good at high jump. And again, not the ideal high jumper build, not the ideal high jumper heights, like any of those things. But I had the consistency in the approach that I knew I eventually got to the point because in higher higher tournament style, I guess I guess you could call it, I don't know, higher higher up meets, track meets, your coach can't be there with you. So they're clear across the track and you have to have sign language or whatever to have them coach you. And my dad and I eventually got me to the point where I could do a run up and tell you if I was too close to the bar or too far away from the bar, and I could make an adjustment as I needed a half a foot, a quarter of a foot, etc. And it got to that point where I was able to figure that out. And it all stemmed from having a consistent approach. Now, this isn't a discussion to relive glory days of track and field. What I'm getting to is that if you and we are living our lives inconsistently, we never know when we need, when and where we need to make the adjustments. So if you work out once a week, but you're inconsistent about that, you don't quite know if it's your food, if it's what you're eating, if you're eating random foods and you're not on like a meal plan or eating healthy and consistently there, right? You don't know whether it's you need to work out more to get in shape. You don't know whether it's you need to eat healthy. You don't know if it's a combination of both. You're, you, you don't know. You don't know where to start your approach. If you can, and I'm going to stick with the eating healthy thing. If you can eat healthy and you're not losing weight, then you know Okay, I need, to, I need to adjust where I'm starting on this. I'm going to keep on eating healthy, but now I'm going to adjust and throw in some working out. And then when you plateau, you've been working out consistently, you've been eating consistently, you know where to pivot from, from there, whether it's adding more weights, more cardio, a different type of workout, like a, a, a Zumba class or something like that. But you know where to go because you're trying, you're doing things consistently so that you know where to pivot and adjust. To me, this is huge, especially as I continually talk about your self-awareness and asking yourself the right questions and seeing how certain situations can be triggers and how you feel. If you can get in a consistent state where you're able to do that, you know where you need to pivot and where you need to change. And I've talked before about the good and the bad side of consistency, right? We can be consistent in our bad habits and we can be consistent in our good habits. And either way, you're consistent. So you might as well try to be consistent in the the good habits way, whichever those good habits are defined for you. But you have to be consistent to know when and where you need to adjust in your life. 
to me, this is huge. And eating healthy and working out is a, an ideal example. But it's easily just as applicable to me doing this podcast. Right? I told you the story about I, how, I, how I started this initially, doing trying to do one a month, and it didn't, I didn't really have a set day. And then I was going to do two a month, and I still didn't really have a set day. And I didn't have time set aside for editing, and I wanted to do editing all in one go. And all of these things, and I was really just kind of inconsistent. Now, when I've worked out that I need to do it every day to actually get it in a consistent space and pace, I have different ways of being able to adjust. I don't know if you've noticed. I certainly have. As I have gotten better at this, the episodes have become slightly longer. I go into more detail. And I know this may drive some of you crazy, so thank you if you still listen and it does. But I repeat the same thing several times throughout the episode. And that's not because I'm losing track of where I'm at or I just can't help repeating myself. I've pivoted slightly because these are important concepts that I think need to be driven home. And it drives me crazy when I'm listening to a podcast episode and someone says this like super powerful thing and they only say it once. And I'm like, well, okay, I got to rewind it now and write it down. And so I'm trying to help shape that so that you don't have to do that. And you can hear it several times and, and it's ingrained if it's something that speaks to you. That's ways of pivoting within the consistent path of a daily podcast. That's ways of making it better. That's ways of improving, at least in my opinion. I'd love to hear yours on that. Like I said, if it drives you crazy, I'm so sorry. And I really appreciate you still listening. But you have to have consistency in that approach to know where you need to start and where you need to pivot and adjust. When and where you need to start. And I love that. I really do. I love that my dad taught me that in a sports concept and context. But it's super applicable to everything in your life. And here's the other part of this. Like I said, in high jump specifically, I tended to do really well. Even though I didn't fit the typical body type. I didn't fit the typical... High jumper, wasn't tall enough, wasn't svelte enough, wasn't, I didn't have mad hops. I don't have a very high vertical leap, right? So how could I do so well on that? Frankly, it's because a lot of the people I was competing against, a lot of the girls I was competing with, they would have inconsistent approaches. And then they'd have a meltdown and feel like they couldn't get over the bar. And then they'd get into their own head. And then there I was. Consistent approach. When you're going consistently in a direction, you know what you need to do. The other part of this is when you go in a consistent direction, you're not a, you don't get in your own head and get afraid and pull yourself back. You might. You might. But the likelihood is slim because you know what you're doing. You've set yourself up in a consistent space where even if you're the underdog, you could win. And I think that is fully applicable in every area of your life. 
You may not have been raised in the right neighborhood. You may not have as much money as somebody else. You may not be as smart as someone else in certain ways. I, I don't know. There's always, you may not feel like you're as pretty as someone else. You may not feel as though you're as funny as someone else. You may not feel that you are as tall as someone else. But if you can be consistent, you have a much higher likelihood of success, regardless of all those things that you think are standing in your way. Regardless of all those comparisons, which we've talked about before, we don't want to do. We want to focus on our own race, our own event. And when you can do that, when you can push aside those fears and go, all right, I'm going to consistently do this. That's when you start to see the weight come off. That's when you start to see the promotions at work. That's when you start to see the pay raises. That's when you start to see your friendships deepen, your relationships get better. That's when it all comes together. Because you're living consistently and doing consistent actions that if something is stagnant or something's not quite working out, you can pull back and see where you need to pivot, and what you need to adjust. I hope this episode makes sense. I, like I said earlier at the beginning, it's something I've been thinking about for a long time, and I wanted to shape it up a little bit more. And today's the day that I just I sat down and said, today's the day I'm going to talk about this. I don't have it shaped up <laughs> as much as I would like. So I hope that it's clear and makes sense. I hope that I'm able to convey this in a way that it resonates with you because it so resonates with me. It's so important to me that if we can live consistently, then we know where we need to shift and pivot. But if you're trying this diet, this diet, this diet, you're starving yourself, you're binge eating, you're doing this, 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 and this, you're going to bed at 8.30 one night and 11.30 the other, and that's a consistent pattern of inconsistency, try focusing on one and see where it takes you. And then you have a starting point. Then you have an initial approach. And then from there, you can add something in. You can add a foot to your approach, right? You can add working out. You can add an alarm in your phone to go to bed earlier. You can take something away, right? I've taken away TV at night to go to bed earlier, right? So you can take, you can shorten your approach by say half a foot so that you hit that board at the end or you go to the bar and you have this great approach at life. And again, you may not have all the the cards in your favor. But in my opinion, the person who can be consistent is the person who usually comes out on top. Because all these other people are having meltdowns because they don't know what's wrong. They're inconsistent in their approaches and they're getting in their own way and in their own head. But when you can focus on you, you're doing what you need to do consistently and you're analyzing how you need to adjust your approach, those people drift away. And again, that's when the promotions at work happen. That's when the raises at work happen. That's when your relationships deepen. That's when the weight starts to come off. 
is when you can be consistent in your life, consistent in your approach. So I'd love to hear what you think about this episode because, like I said, I love this concept. And I love that I have had an experience in it growing up and that it's applicable to the rest of my life. And I know some of you out there may not be into sports metaphors. (laughs) And if you aren't, I'm sorry. And I hope that I was able to be clear on what this really is about. And that's being consistent in your approach so you know when and where to pivot in your life. If this episode resonated with you, I would love to hear about it. Also, I'm going to ask my three big favors. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. That helps other people find it as well. Oh, and fourth favor, I would love to know your thoughts on this and and what you're doing when you listen to these episodes. So be sure to take a screenshot or post a story up on Instagram. I'd love to see it. And be sure to tag me at happiness underscore abound. So with that, have a great day. I hope you're able to move forward in your approach at life with consistency. And remember, you are capable of happiness abound.